Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of your Metagame Minute Once Weekly Chaotic Amateurs follow-up podcast, where we talk about the uh, events of the last episode of Chaotic Amateurs, your favorite D&D 5e play podcast. Let's go. Oh, Alex has his hand up. Oh, yeah, my wanna, God. This wanna, is I want to start off this Metagame Minute with just <laughs> Uh-oh, some... oh we screwed up, guys. <laughs> some, no, no. Just just classic D&D, classic DM stuff. Uh I don't have any notes about them having markings on them. Uh, I didn't think about that until one of you asked about it. And then I'm like, yeah, of course they would have odd markings on it. And of course it would be mud because they were in the mud and they would have this stuff. And so this is what D&D is. is You take an innocuous question like that and we have turned it into lore about the surrounding wastes. We have turned it into what creatures are around there. We have made a spell today that allows you to sense the the presence of circlets because obviously that's what they were doing with those runes. Uh, it, it is it is stuff that just it just comes out of the gameplay. Uh, it, that's this awesome. Is how, this it's is how so we, this is how we you know and, world build. And I don't know about anybody else, but me personally, when I got the idea for the aura like tattoos, I was thinking of like the bottle we found at the tower. But then I, I was thinking of aura, and then I had all these visions of us just like end gaming this like at our current level, just decked out in full body aura tattoos, just like hurling <laughs> fireballs out of our hands nonstop, <laughs> just like Iron Man suits of aura tattoos, basically. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I don't know why I took it to the I'm, extreme. Riff, but... uh, Riff, can't, yeah. Riff can't get tattoos. Oh, okay. Well, we'll carry you on our backs because we'll have like flying spells imbued into our bodies. Yeah, you can hold on to the end of my chain weapon and I'll <laughs> swing it and I'll launch you into battle. Oh my God, you'll have this chain weapon and you'll spin it around and then Riff will spin around with her nunchucks. Riff will ride the end yeah. of my chain weapon blade Darn right. like a surfboard yeah. into the heads of our enemies. It yeah. kind of reminds me of that scene in Infinity War when Raccoon, when Rocket was uh, picked up by uh, Bucky with his metal arm and like spun, and he's just like blasting with his machine gun. Oh Bucky yeah, shoot. yeah, dude, so <laughs> sick, that. so awesome. Oh, We're basically entering into our own Infinity War, apparently, um, with our tattoos and uh, magic stuff. Anyway. Getting ahead of myself. Uh, regular horn order. <laughs> Ball. What is Ball thinking about these these markings? Like, what did you make of those? What did you make of this battle that we had with the Scion? I, I was so intrigued by the Scion, but it, it was kind of such a fleeting thing. Yeah, no, that was just fun, classic D&D. That was just, I got to cast enlarge on myself and, uh, you know, beat up some people. He's uh, Yeah, all of the stuff out in the woods was really interesting. I love... I love like putting my my mind into Ball's mind and his like upbringing of where he's from and then being with all of you people who like don't have the same respect for like dead things <laughs> and <laughs> you guys like willingness hey, hey. to break apart Warforged and chop off people's heads and stuff. Uh, oh, I really yeah. love thinking about Ball's reaction to those kinds <laughs> was, of things. I was thinking about that this episode and I just realized that that Ball is such a city boy. He is. Yeah. He grew up yeah. in the city. He didn't have to do any of this where, where you know, Scory has got these native survival skills and it's just these two worlds that i never never quite saw that contrast yeah, yeah. This i'm gonna make it my my goal to teach you how to skin and gut <laughs> the vegetarian <laughs> live off the land that could be pretty useful for an you artificer know? though and, and and i'll teach you how to you know write really beautiful poetry or something i don't know <laughs> oh, boy. Awesome back tattoos 
Yeah. Maybe you could actually put some magic into his runes for real and not just like this hey. fake like rune. Hey. Hey. Like but this the, astrology think... basically or whatever it is like yeah. you died. You know there's something on the other side. <laughs> yeah. I think that was my favorite part though was just putting myself into ball shoes and thinking about the way the group thinks and then the way ball would think would be entirely different like they're they're uh from different sets in the world uh yeah. that, that was the fun part for me <laughs> well it's funny because in a way too i i kind of think like riff obviously has like some formal education but riff only just turned 12 years old you know like you are like the educated one in our group like you know which is kind of an interesting thing because we don't necessarily think about like education or anything like that in D D, but in a way like it kind of it kind of factors in scory scory has yeah, uh, it does change your character and the way they would interact with the world for sure right exactly so it's kind of it's kind of an interesting take and i i like to see that come through because i i it's uh something that's not necessarily like hit on often in D. so i think that's what's fun about the artificer that's just what's awesome about this metagame minute is we get to talk about that weird shit that you would never really discuss yeah. otherwise <laughs> yeah for sure uh, let's go ahead and hit uh, Mr. Selbrun, Scory, Caleb. Yes, sir. What up? <laughs> Not much, man. How about you? So, I, dude, I can't help but think about this like hyena spirit as like some sort of like animus or something. Of, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, it's really, it's really evocative and makes me think. And I, I can totally see why Scory is like drawn to it. But like, what do you make of it? It's really intriguing. Uh, I because for Scory's whole life, he's he's dealt with nature and animals and things like that, but in communion. So to see something so violently ripped apart and then take it advantage of that way, um, possibly while it was alive, you know, not really giving honor to the animal, obviously not using all of it. Right. Um, uh, his, his experience, anytime you do any sort of animal magic, whether you're talking with animals or turning into animals or whatever it's it's always in a very respectful way and this seems like it was very blasphemous right um, and so so that's kind of piqued his interest um so he's he's trying to take what he can from this animal that was left and uh we'll see kind of what he tries to figure out about everything what was i the only one that thought like the way that the alex described like sort of the animal being split or whatever the way that the decay and the bones like i i couldn't help but envision like some sort of magical effect that set up like an area of effect like a oh. sphere or something like that that just funk, and the hyena like, just happened to be there like a curtain yeah and like, everything from there back got right which like doesn't necessarily stand a reason because the humans looked fine, but yeah. it was just so interesting to me that it was split in half. I hadn't I hadn't thought of that, but it, it did catch my attention that it seemed like parts of it were stripped and parts of it weren't. Um, right. And so, you know, I'm gonna. What are you gonna to, do with the skin? Uh, well, I'm wearing it. He's uh, copying Riff. The copying Durak. Or just Who? doing what he does because he's already he he already wears leather hides so. It's just more of the same, but, um, but yeah, he's definitely wearing that jackal head. Um, and he's going to be snagging some of those bones to make some tattoo tools. So, uh, what did Scory think of Zephyrus's sweet hyena effects? Um, I don't know. 
pretty useless for this scenario. <laughs> I had to unsubscribe. But like you, know? you didn't you didn't think like, that like knowing that, that, that there was like it... a vestigial pseudo penis was like useful in any sort of way or like No, I couldn't have kicked it, so it didn't really Okay. Well maybe in the future it'll come in handy. Probably not, but Okay, yeah, uh, moving on. Um, <laughs> yeah, Zephyrus was excited to talk about hyenas, clearly. Um, he's or excited Rhett. The, he's excited about the prospect of uh, of these tattoos. I was... Uh, about to shoot some Bobos. I did get to shoot some Bobos. Dude, it was so cool. It felt like to, to sit in battle and like stand so far away. I don't know why that's something that never crossed my mind, because even before with my last Warlock uh, subclass... I could link with somebody and cast my spells as though from them. So like my uh, Eldritch Blast normally has a range of 100 feet, uh, 120 feet. But if you factor in the way that my link worked before through Eben, it could have had a range of 220 feet. Oh and I died in melee combat. Like how <laughs> stupid. Um, and so I was thinking this time I was like, oh man, I'm Still just going to like use my abilities. I'm going to escape. And then I'm just going to use all of my range and all of my spells are like such long range. Like, I don't know why I never notice this. Like I'm used to seeing spells like, Oh, 30 feet. Algis blast is 120 feet. Fucking hex is 90 feet. Um, the problem is, is you don't always have the luxury of space. No, but I have abilities to escape. You know what I mean? Like even a Zephyrus, I could puff into a cloud of gas and escape. But I know, like I didn't. Uh, anyway, the point being is that I've been feeling very useful in combat uh, these these past few sessions, and I'm excited for it. Point being, uh, I finally read my character sheet and figured oh. out what the fuck I can do. <laughs> oh, you all, you all motherfuckers can go back and listen to me read my character sheet live <laughs> on every episode of Chaotic Amateurs before, and I still died in melee combat. Uh, <laughs> to be fair, I cut it out a lot. Well, it's just funny. I think like looking at the map for some reason, because I've been running some games using Roll20 myself. And yeah. it's like, oh, like thinking about it just much more tactically. Like before I was saying like, oh, I got to be close to people in case I got to help and do this or that or the other. Like, no, I, I just back up. I'm going to shoot them. Like, that's what I do. And especially now that I can hit a little harder with my Eldritch Blast. Like my Eldritch Blast is like, why would I cast any other spell right now? Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, Riff, um, we're going past 10 minutes, just so y'all know. Um but uh, but Riff, uh, you had some cool stuff going on, and uh, I, I didn't get to see too much of what was going on with you in the in the fight because I was, I was so focused on myself. But you know what what is Riff thinking with? You had the circlet, which I thought was an interesting, intense moment, and Zephyrus was like naturally inclined to sort of like speak up about that. But we've had our we've had our moments in the past where I think Zephyrus just decided to keep that you know to himself and 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 not worry about it too much. Like what what were you thinking with the circlet? What are you thinking about? Uh, like these spirits and these markings and things like that. Um, I mean, I don't really know much about the spirit or the markings, and I, you know, so I don't, I don't, I don't care. Um, at, at this point, I think it's interesting, like what happened with Mister Wolf. Uh, you know, and and it's obviously it's like some sort of you know trigger for these these folks, and I think it might be useful, obviously, like later on. Um, if we go into, you know, the tower or an area and, you know, as far as, as far as there's no like ill effects, we, we put the, we put that sort of thing like on Mr. Ball or, right or on, or on Mr. Wolf again and see kind of, kind of like a spidey sense, the area be like, you know, besides my, the circle that I have in my bag, are you sensing anything else? Um, I think the idea of collecting them for some reason is interesting. Yeah. Um, 
uh, maybe that'll do something. I was very excited that like I got the circlet off his head so easily this time because I've I've been sort of annoyed about that since like you know uh, season last season, uh, and um, she definitely doesn't want to give it over to anybody else right now. She feels weird about that. She doesn't want to give it to Mister Ball. She doesn't want to because like the last time he it's to her like he had his chance. He put it on. And then he took it off, and then we had to fight all these guys. Uh, she killed the last. She actually she killed two of them. She killed the one with the circlet, and then she killed the the final guy. Um, and even even though she was like hid and and I don't know, she, it felt pretty good. And I used a couple of elements of her that I've never used before, with like the expeditious retreat stuff and the um, yeah. I forgot that I had shield. So and that's a reaction. So like that that'll bump yeah. my AC up to like nineteen. I was gonna you know hopefully use that. Uh, but uh, she, she's more interested, you know, she's writing in her journal at night and that sort of stuff. You know, she talks about all the stuff for the day and she would have like made notes of like, you know, of the glyph or whatever, or, or the, the stuff that we put on Mr. Wolf's back. And she's yeah. very excited and wants to like get to the end of the adventure. Basically, she's, she's like, I want to get to the tower. I want to get to the stuff like I want to I want to figure it out. And she's actually very interested. That's why she had the conversation with Ball as well about the. um that's why she wanted to like take one of them because she was like, oh well, what if this guy is different? But then Mr. Ball was like, I don't want him to have too much information. And she's like, ah, fair enough, yeah. you know. Uh, but she she's very intrigued by everything. She's kind of like on a sugar rush. She's got sensory overload. So much cool new stuff just happened. And she's journaling about it and trying to like one thing, figure it out. One one thing I wanted to ask you about because you mentioned that a uh, riff can't get tattoos, but mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken, I thought in season one that she had like some sort of like spectral spectral or like magical tattoos or something that, like lit up. Like, <clears> that's why stuff, she can't like... get normal tattoos because like how she oh, levels up, it, like interrupt it. Yeah, she yeah she has to carve like basically the meridians and like and she oh, carves yeah. like runes on herself in order to like level up, you know, on on the character sheet or whatever. And yeah, it'll interrupt her flow if if she gets like yeah. you know mage life on her lower back or something. When you say meridians, you mean like a like a like an acupuncture map type thing? Like yeah, the, yeah. So yeah. like, I mean, the easier way to think about it is is just like uh, the movie version of Airbender, where there's like a lot right. more like fine lines rather than just oh, like oh yeah yeah. And and it it basically like when she does magic stuff, you kind of see it like almost like it's venom or poison, or you kind of see it like those those black lines, and it's not lighting right. up; it's sucking her essence into the shadow realm. Dope. Wolf, uh, Wolf, you got to eviscerate a, a, a Warforged in front of Mr. Ball by taking off his backplate. <laughs> I thought it was uh, pretty brave of you to to get the tattoo when none of us were, were mm, sort of yeah. willing to. Um, and took out like three guys in one turn. That was yeah. I did, sick. I did kill three Warforged in one turn. It that made me think. Sick. It made me think what we could do if ever um, Wolf was hasted. <laughs> like, oh yeah, just yeah, no wreck people. I think. Yeah. If, I, I was standing next to him when he did that, and if there is any sort of oil or anything that Warforged have, it's splattered all over me. I'm sure of it. You have psychic oil all over you right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, Gross. so that had to have felt good to do what Wolf does best, especially after like a, a poor roll at the beginning. But uh, what's what else is Wolf thinking about that fight, about the Scion in particular, and uh, maybe about um, the, the spell that was cast on you with the tattoo? Uh, well, with the scion, uh, you know, I thought it was, uh, Wolf just thought it was pretty much like the other one that we had, that we had encountered, like the ones we had encountered before. Um, 
but with the whole kind of hyena aspect and like with the uh, them kind of acting differently, uh, that kind of piques Wolf's interest because you know he fought so many of these before and he'd seen circlets before. Yeah. But this kind of new thing was like, well, that's that's I've never seen that. And so I think that's why he was, you know, inspecting them a little closer. And he was like, there's is there something off or like what's different about these? And that's when he was like looking for like markings or like runes. And um, uh, yeah. And uh, as far as putting it on himself, you know, he figured like if we all and Ball had mentioned it and he brought up a great point. He was like, well, you know, I tried the circlet on. Right. And we all were fine with that. So I was like, well, if he's going to take a risk, I'll take a risk. Yeah. And, you know, so and and besides, like in D&D, like as a player, like, yeah, let's do that thing. Right. Because it's like, sure, it might blow up in our faces or it might be something really cool. I mean, I would rather, you know, it's like improv. Just yes. And just, yeah, Yeah. let's just do it. You know, Mm -hmm. so unless it's a floating rock, that's so dumb. (laughs) Yeah, How would we ever do that? (laughs) <laughs> yeah i'm definitely the same way i just like if if there's a a reason my character would do this i want to find a way to do it oh right? yeah, yeah for just sure. to find out well, that, the f- that's the one thing i miss most about Drock is like how often Drock was just like yep <laughs> like zephyrus is a little bit more reserved in that way so it's, it's hard for me to find those moments but something funny on on the chaotic amateurs instagram account i put up a poll in our stories um based off of that picture of you find this door chiseled out of your basement or whatever would you open it or leave it closed and um out of the responses that i've gotten alex is the only one that responded uh you said to open it right no i said cover it over oh you said cover you were the only one that said said to cover it up yeah cover it up this looks like it's bad yeah he knows what he would put behind it in front of it (laughs) He knows he something. Put a, he put a rock with pink crystals inside of it that does nothing. Yeah. That's what he did. We'll get somebody else to go crazy over it. We are going to find that those pink crystal rocks in our dungeon are the key <clears throat> to this whole thing. Probably. Uh, you all wait and see. It's going to be our infinity stone that kicks off our end game or whatever. Does Mr. Wolf feel different about now having like sort of gone to like a different plane of existence? You know, like with those uh, runes and stuff. Like yeah, the- I mean, uh, a little bit. I mean, getting that kind of like that funny vision. I don't think he really like teleported somewhere else. He just kind of got this weird kind of sense yeah. and just this kind of, you know, just an odd feeling. It was like Neo at the end of the Matrix. Has yeah. Has Wolf ever done drugs before? Yeah. You done any psilocybin? Uh, he's done my pipe. Well, definitely has drugs. Yeah, he's, <laughs> since, he's probably he's probably hit that pipe. Since okay. we're going uh, over, I wanted to talk about uh the the vision or the sensation of yeah. something like off in the ocean and the wind and oh, yeah. stuff that was a Let's cool description that. like ahead, like Alex. the sound of a seashell or what I, I really enjoyed that yeah that was that was something i really wanted to explore more i feel like there's like another mage somewhere that's still trying to tap into the power yeah right you know get the the warforge back on their side i really want to know what that is i think it's the power we're going to the back of my mind it made me really think about my solo episode which happened (laughs) with like this like big storm like circling around me and and when i was like putting together like sound of music for it I, i was constantly thinking about that like howling in the background and stuff yeah which isn't quite the same, but it, it, like when he mentioned the the shell to the ear, like that was one thing I was thinking of constantly when I was doing my solo episode. Um, 
don't know if they're related or if it's just like the sound of like that magical cosmic background radiation or whatever. But yeah, I honestly think Riff thinks it's the tower that we're going to, which is why we should go there. Like, you know, let's get there already. It's like we're going to get there and hopefully it's on the coast and I'm proven right. And I sound like a genius. But uh, but it's like (laughs) I think that's yeah, I think you're right. You know, there's there's a crazy like, you know, crazy wizard or or, or mage rather that's like still kind of holding on and we're going to end up you know yeah. probably and it could it could him. totally tie in if this tower has anything to do with the tower that brought me back from um yeah. the plane that i was on yeah where there's a wizard guy and stuff so anyway yeah oh wow like that's really tying in now <laughs> holy crap dude oh. we're writing alex's story for him <laughs> yeah dude, that's yeah. why he loves these metagame minutes yeah. he's like i just figured out next week's adventure <laughs> so that's where that is <laughs> Look, if I get a chance to rescue Cantor or Crantor or whatever, like, dude, that that makes me feel so good. Because I I feel so guilty for leaving him behind. So, yeah. All right, guys. Um, that's been our metagame minute. Check this out. Look, time dilation. Ah, uh, yeah, we made it in ten minutes and less, baby. That has been Metagame Minute, your free weekly Chaotic Amateurs follow-up podcast available Thursday, wherever you get your podcast. Come back Monday and figure out what we do next. Grab your sword and keep on adventuring. Bye.